Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Make sure you hit the subscribe button real quick as you're listening to this podcast. And and, and you can hit... Uh, oh, fuck, Scott. <laughs> I don't... I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, 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 I have the, it written out what I'm supposed to say, and I always screw it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to leave this in because it's truth and honesty. It's truth, basically. On, anyway, I am. Apparently, that's what kind of episode this is going to be today, where my brain is just exploding. My wife's not home right now, so this whole house is mine. It's mine for once. I can, I can just... Say whatever I feel and not have to worry about looking over my shoulder and seeing, you know, her judging face. I don't have to see it. It's beautiful, uh, but judging. Okay. Also, don't forget I'm on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search to Huff on Censored. Uh, a lot to get to today. I actually reached out to you guys on social media to try to get some uh, ideas of, of things that you guys wanted to talk about. So, you guys, again, delivered like champions. Again, so we're going to get into those. And some of the things that you guys are are asking me, I was actually wanting to talk about anyway, so it's perfect. So let's dive into the mailbag. All right, this one comes in on Twitter via Denver Wolverine. Why does Nextdoor, the app, exist <laughs> in most insane posts you've seen in your neighborhood? That's an interesting question because I remember when I first moved into this neighborhood, uh, I want to say, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe right around the time I moved in, the Nextdoor app was coming out and whatever. Anyway, so I download it thinking that it's this important thing because everybody's like, make sure you download the Nextdoor app. It's very important. That way you can stay connected to all the neighbors. I'm like, okay, great, sweet, do it. And all I see, so you're asking what are the, the most insane posts I've seen? I mostly see people complaining about barking dogs or, or some, some crime that might happen, I guess, within a radius of like 10 miles or whatever I have it on. I don't see anything too crazy. I guess the idea of the Nextdoor app is so you can kind of, it's in a way kind of like a neighborhood watch because there are times where, you know, you, hey, guys, watch out for this guy. This is a porch pirate. He's stealing shit. You know, and you can see a video of it, and that's, that's, that's important. You do get that, but then I guess most of the shit I see is I question it. So I looked at this question from Denver Wolverine that he sent in, and I started looking at my timeline on next door, and I'm like, uh... I think I found out what Nextdoor app is actually all about. I think people are using it to hook up. I do. And let, okay, listen, these are all true posts, okay? From today, can someone come over and help me screw in some cabinet door handles? That's code for anal, okay? Okay, groundbreaking, you're welcome. This is another one. Who's selling Girl Scout cookies? That's code for, I got the munchies, who wants the bang? Okay, boom, there you go. I got one more for you. Hello, neighbors, my name is Carl. I'm looking for a housekeeper twice a month. That's code for, I'm a dirty man who does dirty things. Let's bang. (laughs) 
You're welcome. <laughs> now, every time you go through the next door app, you're going to be like, oh, that's a dirty one right there. <laughs> that Carl, man, he really likes to bang. He's a dirty boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. In all honesty, I don't really see much other than just complaints. And sometimes it's justified. You know, if you got a dog barking in the middle of the night, I hate that shit. Or you, you dickheads out there, you might be one of them that sets off fireworks in like December at like one o'clock in the morning. Makes no fucking sense. Nobody cares about your fucking fireworks. You get one day a year to do fireworks in my mind. Maybe two. You either get to do it on New Year or not New Year's, Fourth uh, of July, or if the Broncos win the Super Bowl, or maybe the Nuggets win a championship, or the Avalanche win the Cup. Got it? That's it. Notice I didn't say the Rockies, <laughs> but you you get my point. There's real. It's really you shouldn't be doing that shit. But so I guess that's what the Next Door app is all about. Okay, staying connected, but mostly if if you go through it, it's just. Dumb complaints. Dumb complaints. If you guys have some funny ones, please send them my way. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Anytime that you see something funny like that, please send it my way. I love that stuff. I think that's hilarious. This, I don't know who, this is how he wrote his name. Kai Bob. Kai, K-Y hyphen, Bob. Anyway, there was an email at DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Asking... Who's your favorite actor? Who's the one actor you don't, you can't stand? Well, I'll look at it this way. The most unappreciated actors or underappreciated actors out there. I got two. Jason Bateman and Woody Harrelson. Anytime they're in a movie, I, I, I'm not really sure what, I mean, they're good actors. That's, this is, I guess that's what I was going to get to is they don't play the same character in every movie, and I appreciate that. I love that. Jason Bateman especially. He's a great actor, very funny. And anytime that he's in a movie or Woody Harrelson is in a movie, I want to watch it. Okay. This one's going to piss off some people, but it's true. Okay? We're in the, the trust tree, right? Right? We're in a trust tree. Most overhyped actor. The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, that being said, he puts out a movie. I want to watch it. Okay? But he's an overhyped actor. I use the word actor loosely. Okay? It's the same character. Just different name. <laughs> oh, your name's Ted? Oh, your name's John? Oh, okay. Well, completely groundbreaking role for you. Oh, Dr. Bravestone? Oh, okay. Same character. The only one that where he, it was one, it was, there was one where he actually was kind of outside the box, and I actually did appreciate it, was with him and Kevin Hart, and it was, they were old high school classmates, and they're, it's fast forward into the future, Dwayne Johnson is like a, works for the CIA or something like that. And he, I thought that was actually his best acting performance because he was act, acting. He was a different character than him. He was still the big, strong guy that likes to fight and beat people up. 
But when you watch that movie, and I can't think of the name of the movie, but that was his best acting performance by far because he was, he was the tone of his voice was, was different. Everything about him was slightly different, and I, and I appreciate that. But again, circling back, The Rock, I mean, Dwayne Johnson, come on, man. Start acting a little bit more. Go outside your comfort zone. I don't want to see him in a, in a, like a, a drama, like a romance or anything like that. That would just be weird. But I don't know. I think he could do better. Okay? Dwayne, DJ, bro, <laughs> listen. Okay? I don't put down the tequila. You're tequila. Very good job, okay? But anyway, start acting. Do a little better, okay? Man, if he ever saw me, he'd punch me right in the face. I'm guessing that if he punched me, uh, my head would explode. Just like in Game of Thrones. Boy, I could see that. Uh, this one comes in from Jeremy in Thornton. Are the Broncos really Super Bowl contenders now that they have Russell Wilson? Hmm, yes. The answer is yes. The Broncos have just been a shit show since Peyton Manning left. And I, and I talked about this briefly with uh, my quick hit the other day when the Broncos, excuse me, the Broncos signed Russell Wilson. They, they go from basic to contenders, not just playoff contenders, championship contenders. And you look at all the weapons that the Broncos have, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, uh, all their tight ends. I'm sorry, I just got a, a thing on my phone. I get distracted easy, okay? <laughs> but you, you see what I'm saying? And I, I really like their running backs right now. It'll, I'll be curious to see if they, they hold on to Melvin Gordon. Um, and, and Williams is awesome. I just, the defense is good. Good. I like Patrick Sertan, and I'm, I'm very excited to see how he blossoms this year. This defense needs a little bit of work. Maybe uh, an outside linebacker, defensive line, few parts here and there that they could either fix in free agency or in the draft, I'm not too concerned. I feel like there are a few parts here and there away from being like a solid, rock-solid team. And I think that could all be accomplished this year, this offseason, heading into the next season for 2022. The Broncos can be legit, even if they don't upgrade every one of those positions, I still think that they have a great possibility to make a lot of freaking noise in the playoffs. Russell Wilson is a legit quarterback. You know, I'm sure there's some negative Nancys out there that are, you know, saying, oh, no, well, quarterbacks are not going to change this team. Shut up. Stop. No. Russell Wilson makes the Broncos better. Who's better, Russell Wilson or Teddy Bridgewater? There you go. Quit living in denial. Quit living in your world full of hate. The Broncos are better. The Broncos are legit contenders for the Super Bowl now. Okay? Write that down. You're welcome. God. All right, this comes in. I don't know who this. Uh, I forgot to write down their name. Sorry. <laughs> should, should Von Miller return to the Broncos? 
Uh, that's a big question. So when I was at the Super Bowl covering the Super Bowl this year, I, I asked Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos, what would it mean for the team if, if say, Von Miller were to return? And he said, I would love that. He, you know, he brings a lot to the table. But I'm hesitant to bring him back. Listen, Von Miller will forever be a Denver Bronco in my mind. And I think anybody out there in Broncos country would agree, no matter what, if he never comes back to the Denver Broncos to play another down, he's still forever going to be a Denver Bronco. And while I'm hesitant to bring him back, I think it's it may be in the best interest of the team to just move on from him entirely and, and stop living in the past. It's neat. It's like this, he's really, Vaughn's really excited now, especially since the Broncos got Russell Wilson. And he's all over social media saying, you know, how does Broncos country doing? Really just playing up to the, the Bronco fans, asking if he could get his old locker back. What number would he wear, 58 or 40 or something new? Let's just move on. I know that stings. A lot of you are like, no, once a Bronco, always a Bronco. Let's bring him back so he can retire in the orange and blue. I get it. I get that. But unless he's taking a fucking major discount, I don't think the Broncos should take him. So I was reading an article in USA Today, and this is what John Heath wrote. Vaughn will likely draw plenty of interest from teams seeking a high-profile pass rusher, perhaps setting the market in the $18 to $20 million range. After acquiring, acquiring Russell Wilson's contract, though, it's hard to imagine the Broncos being willing to pay that much for a soon-to-be 33-year-old pass rusher. If Vaughn Miller truly wants to return to Denver and team up with Wilson, he might have to take a hometown discount. I will change that might to a, he, just scratch it, he has to take a hometown discount. The Broncos aren't going to spend that kind of money. You got a budget, right? Just like you guys at home. If you have a budget, let's say your, your budget is $100 for groceries. If you spend 50 fucking dollars on some towels, and then you're like, well, we need to get food now. You're not going to get that much food, right? You're going to get shit food. You're going to get all the generic brand shit. Generic, okay? You subtract those towels or you get the discounted towels that are only, say, $20. Now you can get a little higher-end products, right? Same thing goes for the team. Does that make sense? I know we want to spend, like, well, whatever it takes to get them. Guys, the orange-colored sunglasses cliche comment that's true we tend to do that a lot when you're looking at things like this v bring von miller back doesn't matter he's a he's a legend future hall of famer yeah i get it he is future ring of famer future hall of famer von miller but it, you can't break the bank for him because you're just gonna fuck everything else up okay you got a budget you got to stick to it you spend 18 to $20 million to bring in Von Miller, guess what? You're not going to be able to bring in other high-end guys. It's money. <laughs> and while I would like to see him back in the orange and blue, 
when you look at it from the money perspective, he has to come in here at a discounted rate. And part of me still is just like, he's so desperate to be back with the Broncos. It's almost sad. And I get it. He loves Denver. He loves all of you in Broncos country. That's great. But it's getting a little sad. And I know that is not going to be a popular opinion. The last time I stood up and called Von Miller rude for the way he treated Zach By and Brandon Stokely on the radio station, I had people threatening to kill me because of that. So I understand my comments. They're, they're going to rub some people the wrong way, okay? But you got to look at what I'm saying. Is sometimes it's just, yeah, just because he wants to come back doesn't mean he needs to come back. When you step back from the situation, is, it, is he truly going to help the team? Maybe he would. Maybe he would help the team by bringing that championship mentality. But the thing is, he, in the locker room, Everything that I've talked to people about is it's not he's not necessarily this big vocal leader in the locker room. He's a great player, but there's been times where he just does, he lets off the gas. And do you really want that? That being said, when you look at that situation, he was he was under the head coach of Vic Fangio and things were just kind of crumbling around him, so maybe it was just more of the environment that he was in. I don't know, I'm mixed on it. I guess if George Payton can bring in Von Miller at a discounted rate, I'm all for it, I guess. That's where I'm just going to lean towards. But I'm not going to be sad and cry into my pillow if they don't bring him back. I believe in the Broncos team that they have in front of us now, and I believe in where George Payton is, is building this team to go towards. I think the Broncos are going to be fine with or without Von Miller. You disagree with me? That's fine. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> and you can voice your opinions to huffoncensored at gmail.com. Oh, boy. We got some more coming up here in a second. But everybody knows Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. They're just truly amazing. Everybody knows Total Beverage has an incredible beer, wine, and spirits selection. But... They also deliver, and they also have curbside pickup available, and they also do online wine education classes. And So what you need to do is stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, and even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Again, that's TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Want to book a party during football season? There are 18,000 reasons to pick the Blake Street Tavern. That's how many square feet we have on the corner of Park and Blake. 18,000 square feet, three bars, and a beer garden with a 6 by 10 foot TV. And our food and underground social games room were voted the best in town by Westward Magazine. If only the men of Orange's quarterbacks checked that many boxes. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. All right, continuing with the mailbag, Mike in Houston. Always good to see people outside of Colorado listening. Got a lot of listeners in Texas, by the way, because I can look to see where, where things come from. A lot in northern Colorado, uh, whether it's Thornton, Westminster, Broomfield, I want to say Fort Collins, and then, of course, Denver and Castle Rock, I think, too. But, uh, yeah, a lot. So I can see a lot of people in Texas as well. So it's really cool. 
Mike in Houston writes, did you see the story about the first ever scan of a dying human brain? And it's revealing that the, it may actually, your life may actually flash before your eyes. I did see that. I know, I know it happened a while ago, but the, at least the information is coming out now. And it is fascinating. So if you didn't see, there was an accidental finding of when a man suddenly died during a routine brain scan. It was an elderly patient. He died suddenly during the test. Scientists accidentally captured unique data on the activity in his brain at the very end of his life. So during the 30 seconds before and after the man's heart stopped, his brain waves were remarkably similar to those seen during dreaming, memory recall, and meditation, suggesting that people may actually see their life flash before their eyes when they die. You've all heard that. My life flashed before my eyes. Apparently, it could be true. Researchers made the startling discovery back in 2016, so six years ago, while studying the brain activity of an 87-year-old Canadian man who had developed epilepsy. The team was performing an EEG, a test that uh, detects abnormalities in the electrical activity of the brain to learn more about what was happening during his seizures. Then all of a sudden, the man suffered a sudden heart attack, died, and they were able to record everything. So that's just mind-blowing. Bad pun, not intended. But the first thing that popped in my head when I saw this, I was like, because you, you know when you dream, it seems like it's forever, but you wake up and you've only been asleep for like, say, 30 minutes, and you're like, oh my God, that felt like it was like all day. What if you're flashing now? I'm not trying to be trippy and trying to be like over sophisticated thinking about this, but it just like kind of kind of is trippy when you think about what if you're flashing right now, <laughs> like this moment. Wait, if you're if you're into smoking weed, go smoke a bowl and think about like what if you're flashing now, <laughs> like this is your moment. You're you're on a hospital bed or some shit like that, but you're just remembering everything. And it's like that scene from uh, Spaceballs. What happened to then? It's happening now. What about then? It just happened. When? Just now. So that's kind of crazy to think about. And it just makes you wonder, it's like just the power of the human mind. And, and you wonder, in that moment, they said 30 seconds before and 30 seconds after his heart stopped, and you wonder what is actually what is he experiencing and how long in his, does it feel like in his mind his heart stops does he all of a sudden just he's in dream state it could i guess in theory it just it could be a really extended amount of time fascinating fascinating to think about and it makes you wonder all these other things that you, you hear, these cliches, what else could be true? We just haven't stumbled upon the right evidence. So this is one of the big stories going on right now. Kim Kardashian, lover or hater, she's popular. Okay, She did a, an interview with Variety magazine, and she's taken a lot of heat for some comments that she made. 
She said, I have the best advice for women in business. Get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Is she wrong for saying that? Now, she has come under heat previous to this for a couple people trying to file lawsuits against her and the family saying that they were working for her and they you know, didn't get breaks and shit like that. In fact, Jessica Defino jumped on Twitter right after that and she explained her experience working with the Kardashians. She said, I was an editor on the Kardashian apps in 2015 in L.A., She claimed, I worked days and nights and weekends, could only afford groceries from the 99-cent-only store, called out sick more than once because I couldn't put gas in my car to get out of the office or get to the office. She also said that she was reprimanded for freelancing on the side. Now, that that tweet from that lady has been retweeted like 30-some-odd thousand times, probably like a million times likes and shit like that. Here's my thoughts on that. Kim's point is 100% true. You need to grind to achieve success. Even if you were born into wealth like she was, she and her family still have had to bust their asses every single day. An opportunity may fall in your lap, yes, but you still have to do something with that opportunity. Okay? People saying that she's tone deaf are just looking for the clicks and the likes. Success is not an easy thing. Ask anyone who's successful. They're constantly working, men and women. And yes, I've talked to a lot of people. Being in the radio industry for over 18 years, I have met a lot of famous people. Look at me, I'm bragging. But you get my point. I look at somebody like Mark Schlereth. He is constantly working. He is constantly grinding. He's achieved a lot, but he's not resting because he wants to continue to be successful. And in order to be successful, you have to grind. You have to continue moving the wheel forward. And her comments are also saying that we're in a time of change. This is no longer a man's world. Women are making themselves heard, seen, and respected more and more in the business world. So you, as a woman, per Kim Kardashian, need to be not be timid and take what's yours by working for it, working towards it. That's all she's saying. I'm nowhere near. I'm, I'm like a, a quarter of a percent as <laughs> successful as her. You can't get wrapped up in the idea that she, she was born into the wealth because she and her family still had to work for it. Just because we don't know exactly her day-to-day routine doesn't mean that it's just like, well, no, she's fucking just, she's lucky. Okay? Luck? No. What's the saying? Luck has the smell of perspiration, meaning there is no luck. You have to go out there and earn it. You got to go out there and sweat for it. Okay? It's easy to bag on her. It is. Because we're all jealous of her. Because it, it, from our perspective, it looks like, ah, she just shows up and just does a reality show and whatever. She's fucking rich. And I'm jealous because I'm not. You can't bag on somebody because they, 
because they're more successful than you. What she's saying is that if you want something, you got to work hard for it. And that's what she does. And that's what her family does. That's what anybody that is successful does. If you want to be the best at something, you need to work your fucking ass off. I remember I was teaching at uh, the Colorado Media School for a while. And I came in mid-course to take over for a, a different teacher. So I'm teaching. The very first day, I had to have all the students turn in their radio commercials to me so I could grade them. Now, keep in mind, I didn't know any of these students. So I was going into it essentially blind. I had no attachments to these, these students. Out of, say, 20 students, there was only one that was good. And I had to break it to them that none of these were good enough and that they needed to go back and do better. And it was chaos. <laughs> they were pissed. Conversations continued with the students. And I said, what are your expectations once you get out of this school? What do you expect? Okay, people aren't going to be just like, oh, you tried hard for a little bit. I'm going to give you a million dollars. I was like, what do you guys expect that you're going to make when you get into the radio industry or television industry? Guess what they all thought? They thought they were going to make six figures first thing. <laughs> and I laughed. And that just made things worse. They were like, I just kicked them all in the nuts, even the ladies. And I'm sorry. I had to be the guy that went in there and started bursting bubbles. You don't just do a little bit of work and then all of a sudden you're granted this big dish of deliciousness of success? No. You got to keep working for it. And I had to burst their bubble and tell them, I was like, when you graduate, there's a really good chance you're going to be making jack shit and you're going to have to work multiple jobs because that's what I had to do and that's what everybody else I have ever met in the radio industry had to do. And there's still a lot of people that do the same fucking thing. They're constantly grinding to keep making more money to get their names out there. It switches from you're working in a restaurant and the radio station to once you get to a point where you're a little bit more established and you've been grinding for so long that you can go switch to just you're doing just radio, multiple radio jobs. I did that for a few times. I used to be a traffic reporter, guys. I used to be on Nine News doing traffic. I never wanted to be on camera, though. And I could talk to you guys about that some other time. I, I love my time at Nine News. It was really good. But I was the fill-in traffic reporter. And I did traffic reports on the radio as well. A lot of people don't know that because I use different names. You have to fucking grind. You have to grind. Life is not going to hand you this platter of success. You have to go out there and fucking grab it yourself. Quit bitching and complaining that somebody else is more su successful than you. Okay? Stop. Quit bitching and complaining about Kim Kardashian being su su successful. I can't say successful. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. I get it. I don't even know if that rant made sense. But it just bugs me because the, the, all those all those kids that I was teaching were were saying that they were gonna they thought they were gonna make like six figures. Like I said, I had one guy try to fight me. 
one kid tried to fight me because I was bursting his bubble. I was like, listen, I'm not in here to sit there and just sugarcoat everything and be like, it's going to be fine. You're going you're gonna to graduate here. And next thing you know, you're going to be on ESPN. No, that's not how it works. It could happen. It could happen. Yes. Yes, that is 100% true. It's possible. It's not likely. <laughs> so you got to brace for impact and be ready to grind. And to be honest, the more you grind, the more you learn, the better you are. Sucks. Grinding sucks. Trust me. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. The, the story's coming out where there, there's like seven people that I want to say that are trying to sue her and the family, uh, saying that they worked for her and they weren't allowed bathroom breaks and, and meal breaks and stuff like that. Whereas Kim is saying, well, that was actually, that was a third party company that they were working under. That wasn't us. So there's a lot of shit going on with this. At the end of the day, when I hear her words, we're saying that I have the best advice for women in business. Get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. She's saying that you have to work for success. It's not going to be handed to you. It's a hard pill to swallow because you just want to be successful, especially when you see, okay, I, here's the thing that bugs me, and it's ruining things for, like, my children. They see these, these YouTubers and influencers who literally are just stumbling in. It seems like they are stumbling into success. And they're like, oh, I just had one popular video, and now they're making millions of dollars. Well, if you peel back the curtain you're going to find out that there's more into it. Now, I'm, I'm guessing there's a good chunk that, yeah, they do stumble upon it, but in order to keep that momentum going, you have to work at it. You do. It's not going to just, you don't just stay stagnant and then all of a sudden, but your bank account's just going to explode. No. Don't just sit there and wish for success. You got to go out and make success. Write that down. Make that a t-shirt. <laughs> You're welcome. Make that a poster. And it could be me, like, holding my, my hand or my closed fist under my chin with my head slightly tilted and a smirk on my face. Be like, yeah, do it. <laughs> I, listen, guys, and, and there's a lot of successful people that listen to this. Doctors. Do you think the doctors listening to this do you think those, those people, men and women, doctors, nurses, whatever, do you think that they just were like, I graduated, you know, from medical school. Now people are going to come to me and ask me to be, you know, their doctor. And it's just going to be great. I'm going to make a lot of money. No, they have to fucking work their ass off still to be successful. My doctor, I love my doctor, Dr. Yeesh. He's always like, and my kid's doctor, uh, Dr. Jeff is what we call him. And like, the, it's funny because like, I'll be just chit chatting with them and they'll be like, yeah, I just read this uh, recent study and blah, 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 blah. And they just go off and like, just, they're constantly, st they're still working. They're still grinding. They're still educating themselves. Do you think they fucking stop? No. You got to go out there and fucking work for your shit. Listen, there's a lot of people out there that just want things handed to them. And those people just 
most likely won't be successful. You want to be successful? Go make yourself successful. And I will tell you this to you youngins out there. If you want to be successful, stay single. As you start your career, you should be single because it makes it a lot more difficult when you have somebody that you have to run decisions by as far as because like especially in radio and television, you can just get a phone call and be like, there's a job offer across the United States and we want you to start next week. You down. It's for more money. And it's easier if it's just you. But if you have a significant other with you, you got to run it by them. Be like, this is the opportunity. I know you have your job, but what do you think? Then you have to sit there and wait. But if you're just by yourself, you can just be like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's do this shit. And you can dive into work. I remember when my brother moved to Australia because he got the opportunity. He applied for a job in Sydney, Australia with this restaurant company, it was an opportunity that they just couldn't pass up. But what he did was he went out there because he had a wife and kid back here. So it made it a little bit more difficult. He had the opportunity to go out there. He worked, I want to say for like a month or two before they were able to come fly out and, and officially move in there with him. But he used that opportunity for the first, say, month or two where it was just him where he worked. He probably worked 100 hours a week, but he didn't care because he needed to, to grind. He needed to work his ass off. It's the same thing for you guys. It's not going to be easy if you want to be successful. And you're listening to me. I'm at home. <laughs> I'm, I used to work at the radio station. Now I do a podcast. Success is an opinion. Okay? I have a beautiful wife, two beautiful children. I get to see them every single day. I get to walk my kids to school, and I get to pick them up every single day of, from school. I feel, like, I feel like that I'm very successful right now financially. Nah, <laughs> not so much. Always looking for sponsors. Always looking for sponsors. You can't just fall into success is what I'm saying, and stop bagging on Kim Kardashian because she's successful. You don't know her situation. You don't know the ins and outs of her life and how her work routine works. Okay? Just stop being a bunch of dicks about it and just move on. All right, let's, uh, let's put a bow on this thing. If you're on the Nextdoor app, be ready because people are looking to bang. Because <laughs> if you see some funny ones, they'd <laughs> be like, what do you think this means? Like like that guy, Carl. Hello, neighbors. My name is Carl. I'm looking for a housekeeper twice a month. And what did I say? That's code. He's a dirty man who does dirty things, and he loves the bang. Yeah, see if you get some good ones. Most uh, unappreciated actors, Jason Bateman, Woody Harrelson as well, and most overhyped, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay, fight me. I don't care. The Broncos really are Super Bowl contenders now that they have Russell Wilson. But will they bring in Von Miller? I don't, I don't know. As long as it's for a discount, I'm fine with it. But they can't be spending $18 million on Von Miller. It's just ridiculous. It just doesn't work for the budget. Sorry. Can't. Can't. And let's see. 
we may be living right now in your flashback. As your life flashes before you because you peed on an electric fence, <laughs> this is your moment where you're flashing back. Like, fuck! Oh, I remember that time I was listening to the Huff Uncensored podcast, and he went off on fucking work ethic and finding success and grabbing success. Boy, what a fucking hothead. Blowing hot air out of his butt and his mouth. Anyway. Thank you guys for listening. I, in all honesty, guys, I am so excited for the traction that this podcast is getting, and I owe it all to you guys. You are fun to to work with. You guys are my coworkers, which is kind of a, a cool thing. A lot of you guys listen to this when you're at work. Maybe you're working out. I had some, my neighbor almost uh, he hurt himself because remember when I did that DIA, the secrets of DIA. And I talked about Lucifer's uh, veiny anus. He was like lifting weights and he almost dropped the weights on himself. <laughs> so use caution when you listen to this podcast because I say weird, random things at times. But I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, and I, I truly appreciate my sponsors, the Blake Street Tavern. Chris Fuselet and his crew are just top notch, truly, truly great people. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. You're not going to regret it. It's a great atmosphere and amazing food. Also, Total Beverage. Go to TotalBev.com. Again, TotalBev.com. And they got just all the the beer, wine, and spirits that you can imagine out there. And if you're ever looking to uh, advertise with me, go ahead and reach out to Nate at MileHighSports.com. He's always looking for new sponsors, whether it's with this podcast or one of the other many podcasts at Mile High Sports. He's got a lot of them, and it, the podcast umbrella is just getting wider and wider and wider because there's so many great podcasts with Mile High Sports. So thank you guys truly for listening. The numbers are just skyrocketing. I, I cannot be more excited for where this podcast is headed, and I thank all of you for that. So thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Also, you can go ahead and click on that uh, auto-download, so that way if you're if you're traveling – you don't have to worry about signal. You can just do a quick download. It's very little data to, for each episode. And then you can have that on your phone. And then you can listen to the DeHuff Uncensored podcast wherever you're at. Thank you guys so much. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.